What's going on, everybody? This is Black Men Sundays. I'm your host, Corey Sylvester Murray, and we're talking about generational wealth. We're talking about finance, and of course, we're talking about business. It's a Black Man Sunday. Time to put all childish things away. I refuse to be the man I was yesterday. Gotta put my best and before we introduce today's guest, my man Eric from Hunts Vegas, who do you have for our Black Men Sunday Spotlight, my brother? Hey, thank you, Corey, for having me, man. Today's uh, Spotlight is going to be a brother named Najee Hannigan. He's a 26-year-old entrepreneur from Philadelphia who encouraged his friends and cousins to put aside $50 a week so they could all collectively invest in something big. So what they did, what happened two years later, they have successfully accumulated enough money to purchase their first real estate property. Now in 2017, Hannigan thought it was a great idea for each of them to save $50 a week or $200 a month, and the money they put together could be used to purchase an investment property. Quoting saying that the most challenging part was getting them to understand that time is going to pass regardless. So we can invest in ourselves or continue to let time pass us by. So together, the group saved enough money within two years, and they have recently bought their first property, which they plan to restore before renting it out. They have also established a property management company with hopes to acquire more properties in the future. That's my spotlight for today. Brother Nigel Harrington, 26-year-old entrepreneur from Philly. Now, Corey, back to you. Hey, thanks for that Black Man Sunday spotlight, Eric. We appreciate it every week. A lot of people hit me up. They say, man, that brother with the spotlights, got that down south accent you know y'all really covering black men i'm like yeah it's called black men sundays you get the northern flavor the southern flavor man y'all gonna get some thailand flavor today so let me go and introduce today's guest man we got starter on the show this brother william perry but he's known as starter this brother's on an international performance tour in thailand right now as we speak this brother's going he's going to talk to us from thailand right now keep in mind we're recording this show it's 8 in the morning here. It's 7 p.m. where this brother's at. This brother enticing me. This brother's got a margarita going already. This brother's a philanthropist. He's an entrepreneur. He's a rapper. This brother, you know, we talk about generational wealth. This brother is the co-founder of independent music label Bars Productions, LLC, called Banks and Roses Society. This brother from Staten Island, New York City. This brother also was part of the We Just Working LLC, which is a minority-owned um, music business. And this brother does main stages. This brother was also the youngest member of the New York City Digital Media Center's board of directors. So, you know, when, when we talk about rap, this brother's got a lot more going on than that, man. This brother, I'm saying this brother's working on a comic book series. He a managing partner, minority owner of an ice cream and lifestyle company. What is it, Scoop? There it is. So without further ado, man, I can take a week and and introduce this brother william starter perry welcome to black men sundays brother how you doing man i'm great man thank you guys for having me it's a pleasure for real definitely so let's go on and get started man you know so as i'm as i'm checking you out man i see we just work in llc bars productions llc and then you were managing partner of minority owned ice cream scoop there it is first off i got i got to give you props some very creative names very creative names from a business perspective because we talk about generational wealth on here at what point did you realize, let me go ahead and turn these into LLCs and make financial gains off of this? My inspirations, right? Um, Master P, Jay-Z, 
um, Diddy, but the hip hop artists that were able to build empires, Barry Gordon, right? I admire him because he he's in that space. I'm very much like I want to break a market. I want to hit the market with something they never seen before. I want to be places I'm not supposed to be at. That's just me. Like I, if I'm gonna stand out and y'all gonna look at me like I'm not supposed to be there anyway, I might as well really not supposed to be there. And then show you why I'm supposed to be there. Um, I think it really just comes down to believing that you have a product that can actually make an impact. And I think it also comes down to really defining what all of these LLCs represent, right? Because for, for me, it's like, um, like I said, like the Power Rangers, right? Everybody has their own color. Everybody has their own Zord comes through, makes the Megazord. Literally, the fight never ends until everybody comes together and makes the Megazord, right? So that's kind of how I felt about these brands. Um, you know, we just work in um, Banks and Roses Society. Actually, that name was from um, Frankie Face, my partner in there. Scoop, there it is. That came from Dime Smith, my partner there. So it's like being around a lot of creatives. We all had our colors. We all had our goals. And then we just make a triangle, you know. Um, you know, we just work in. It's the content and events production company for the label. You know what I'm saying? The label has signature ice cream flavors based off of the artist and Banks and Roses that is distributed by Scoop. There it is. Um, you know, there was there was a time when we had our app that we just reckon broke out into we just reckon entertainment, we just reckon lifestyle network. So it's like once you once you know what you want to do with your impact, you have to give that impact its own identity. Right. So I was following the Jay-Z's. I was following the Masterpiece. They was they were breaking down all these markets. They were breaking down all these barriers. I followed Martin Luther King, one of the, one of the, my biggest inspirations. One of the things that he taught me that I took away most being young was you can be great, but that doesn't mean you're not human, right? He had relationship problems, right? That's, that's sad with me because my mother and my father, they weren't together, right? So I had to sit down and really reflect on like, well, why are they not together? Oh, but what did my dad do? My mom's so mad at my dad. Oh, but, you know, and it's just like, yo, men are men. Men are going to be, it's not about, um, don't just judge people off of like what happens by nature or what happens by maybe influence from their elders or whatever the case. But, um, you know, men are men. He was a guy that changed the world, but he wasn't perfect. And um, he was a black man that changed the world and didn't try to just be perfect. He was himself, but he fought for his cause. And I feel like that's pretty much like what I'm trying to do with these brands right now. I'm trying to show people, you can be a rapper, you can be an entrepreneur, you can um, move out of the hood, but you can be in the hood doing, still doing these things and pursuing all of these things. Um, you don't have to change how you speak just because you changed your zip code. Um, Swag Dirty is actually just like my lifestyle and the balance of being a CEO, but a street guy and using both the knowledge of both to make my own resort to push through big boundaries. Um, so yeah, I really think it, it, it just comes back down to choosing your why and then choosing your leaders and understanding that, that none of our leaders became legends with a squeaky clean um, legacy. There was always, this went wrong. This was bad. We overcame this, we overcame that. Um, I don't want a boring legacy. If somebody who told you that, oh, I was just great and I was just changing Staten Island and nothing went wrong and I was just happy all the time and then 
then like they're lying i lied <laughs> you know when you're trying to do something out of the ordinary and especially in a genre that's already kind of loved and close to its errors i i never knew if i was making music for the era i was in or if i was preparing myself to to create my own era down the line and i feel like that's kind of how i feel with my business i don't know if i'm giving you guys the product that's going to change the world right now um i know i'm learning how to make that product for later yeah that's great information man because a lot of when i talk to a lot of curators and creators they're always trying to find the next big thing before it pops because they always say listen if it's already popped it's over with already so i feel like that's kind of what you're doing with your businesses am i right about that yeah 100 I, I definitely i don't I don't know what the next thing that's going to pop is, but I can tell you I'll be the thing after that. Um, but let's go back to the tour, man. I mean, you in Thailand, International Performance Tour. Um, You said you've been over there for like two weeks now? Yeah, today's actually my last day. Last okay. day of season one. Yeah. Wow. So I'm saying, so how how has the um how has the shows been going? The crowd been loving you out there? Like, like tell us the vibe. Like, bro, I ain't gonna lie. I've never been outside the U.S. So tell me the vibe out in Thailand. Time. This is my first time too, man. Y'all going through with me. So um, the Rapper in Thailand series actually like captures this entire thing. Um, so I'm not going to leak too much because my producers will come out of my life. But um, it's been beautiful, man. It's been beautiful. And one thing I will say is like, just for me, it was just a social experiment of like, you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. And that's why I came out here super... New York gorilla style. Like it was not a vacation to me. Like I'm like, yo, it a conquer. That's 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 what we're doing. So with that mentality, with the savage um hip hop mentality, um, it worked out really well. We were able to my second day here, which is surreal story even saying it, we were able to perform at the biggest hip hop club out here in Bataille, which is 808, biggest club. Um we broke this record. That uh, they I just did with Ron Browse. You guys are familiar with Ron Browse, and then uh, yeah, so we got two records with him. It's my first like celebrity feature, um. So there's a lot of firsts going on right now, um. But it's been great. The shows are great. Uh, I've been to a lot of local shops. They all played my music as you're seeing the show. Every shop I went to played my music. I actually went to a shop today, and they were already playing my music. And I like go to give the guy the cash. I was like, oh thanks. And he's like, oh it's not me. It's this this kid over there. So it's like it's already kind of like just spreading out, um, which is amazing. DJ Fast Fingers, um, MC uh, B B P. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Road Nose is DJ out here. They all show love. Spend spending the record, um, you know. DJ Fast Fingers also spent was spending the record on Shape Four Five while we were out here. So it just seems to be like a really awesome ripple effect of opportunity. It's beautiful out here. The cost of living is amazing. Um, the opportunities kind of just been pouring in. The club owners, every time we walked in, um, they showed us love. I mean, I have a cheat code where I would world champion Shannon Briggs with me right now. So that's a little bit of a cheat code when you're walking around with another national, uh, international celebrity. But um, but as far as connecting with me and the conversations I've had, genuine every time. You know, Shannon got them excited. And then they've connected with everybody in the team. You know, they weren't just running through a familiar face. Everybody out here was super, super, super nice. All of the services top tier. People care. I'm sorry, about even down to 7-Eleven, these people care. 
about the work that they put in. Like how you do a job here is extremely important. Everybody, if you actually everybody here has this like that CEO mentality because that's what's lacking from a lot of um CEOs. But it's beautiful. I got a honey mango daiquiri. I don't even I never even I just seen it in the elevator. Um <laughs> touch the tiger, you know, you gotta play the tiger, which was crazy. Being from the projects in New York, you you never think that you'd be in the other side of the planet being able to experience something like this. Um so I've just been blessed. I'm excited for the world to see everything that we shot. We shot two music videos out here. We did a feature with a popular artist out here, 19 Tiger, got millions of views. Um, so I'm just I'm just feeling like, you know, all of my New York dreams kind of just rapidly happened in two weeks out here. And if it's that magical, you know, I just want to keep doing it. And this is just the first stop. We're going to continue the rapping time and show. But, you know, I still have international tour to finish. So I definitely want to add some dates. I'm hoping I can get like London. Um, I'm hoping I could get Tokyo. Um, I'm hoping I'm hoping I could get everywhere, but I'll be on Iceland if I got to. I just I make music for the world. I'm just super excited to watch the world, listen to it, to watch them react in the club. Um, not feeling like, oh, that's my homie song, let me run to the stage. Just genuine like dopeness. Rolling Loud was an amazing experience. It was my first Rolling Loud experience. Met, met a lot of great people there, made a lot of fans there. Um, I'm gonna miss it here. I was already trying not to come back, but all of my companies are in America. <laughs> yeah, I got you, man. And I, and I want to ask you this, man, because I hear this all the time. I remember when I lived in New York, I knew a lot of cats that said, listen, I'm from New York. I've never been to Times Square. Then I moved to Virginia. Had some met in Newport News, Hampton, said they'd never been to Virginia Beach. I'm I'm down here in Orlando, Florida now. You know, a lot of brothers right. I bump into tell me in Pine Hills, man, I ain't never been to Disney World. I ain't never been to Universal. I'm like, what? So right. how important is it for black men, black women, especially artists, curators, creators, how important is it to see the other side of the world? Yo, it, ch it changed my life. I definitely have a different appreciation for the culture, the art that goes into a lot of these infrastructures. Um, and it's super inspiring, man. It's like, we do take it for granted. We take where we're at for granted, right? Like, I can't tell you how many times I've been to the Statue of Liberty at all, right? I just went to um, a museum over here, the Sanctuary of Truth. I was talking about it to a uh, local. And they were like, oh, yeah, I've seen pictures. It looks beautiful. I'm like, bro, it's 15 minutes from here. You've never been here. You know what I mean? Um, so it's like, we have to learn to appreciate the world we got, man. You know, like nature, nature is going to continue to be nature. Um, there's places that we hold dear to our heart that's going to be underwater in less than what, like 30 years. You know what I mean? Like our lifetime. I'm only 32, so another one in my life, you might not be able to go see the Statue of Liberty. You might not be able to go see that space in Florida, you know? Um, so that also comes down to like, we are in this very unique window of time but the window is going to close and then you know and it can't say that they didn't give you the opportunity to make the best out of it or set yourself up for it um because it's in the news it's on the paper it's in you know the tech the technology there's billions of dollars of technology to make sure this information is accurate the the, the timeline is on online right people rather um distract themselves, run away from that. But I'm not, you know, I'm 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 a realist, right? If I'm like, yo, listen, 
the world is bound to explode one day. I don't know if I'm going to be here. I know I got to be rich enough to get on the rocket ship. So I'm going to start 25 companies if I can get on the rocket ship. But you got to enjoy where you're at. And one thing I'm also learning is like, yo, as a creative, like, this is my story. You know, this is my story. This is New York, seeing those places, being a part of that culture. That's my only value that I have for this community is being able to share that experience and motivate them to want to go, um, be honest about um, how they'll be treated, how people um, hustle, how people um, how people love, right? You know what I'm saying? Like how people communicate. We are literally just here to pass information along. So if you can get on a plane um, and go anywhere, you know, Thailand was definitely on my bucket list. I, I didn't think it would be the first place I went. I'll tell you that. But that comes from like music and manifestation, honestly. Yeah, I rapped about Thailand in like two different verses. And then I didn't realize until I got here, you know? But yeah, I mean, it, it, it is extremely important. Go out, when I go back to New York, I am going to go to the Statue of Liberty. You know what I mean? Like I am going to go to the things that I feel like I, I missed out on because you know, it, it truly is part of where we're from. Just like it's my dream to come over here and touch the tiger, and it's the only place I can do so. That is the only place you can see that Statue of Liberty. Like I said, I got so inspired, bro. It's on my, it's on my. I don't know. When you see me, it's on my bottom seat. Like it's gonna, you're gonna see it when it's not covered under my shirt. It's like I'm wearing my heart on my sleeve. I definitely recommend, um, even just taking your dates out to these things. There's so many people uh, like like myself that don't go to their local world phenomenon. But why not, instead of going to the movies, go to the Statue of Liberty. Have that experience with somebody that lives out there um, and never had the opportunity to experience that before. We gotta just keep trading and experiences um, with the people in our communities because you never know who's going to be the person to hop on that plane with you to the other side of the world. And um, now you both can kind of share that story and share that um, culture. All right, I got you. Good, great, good information, man. Let's let's just dive in, man, because I see we just working LLC, Bars Productions, LLC. So, I mean, you know, you, you out there doing your thing. So my next question for you is as a business owner, um, especially, you know, for young creatives that have goals of, being not just a rapper, but they want to be a business owner like yourself, what should they keep in mind as they go as they go forward with their business ventures, both from a financial standpoint, from a standpoint of the people that you partner with? Like, what are some ways that brothers can make their their dreams turn into a business reality? Um, definitely plan as much as you can, but also. Keep in mind that you have absolutely no control over your plan, right? So you're really just preparing to take the blows as you're um, kind of just like walking through the ring. Um, I'd say do as much research as possible. My career is only possible because when I was really young, about like 19, I had about like five internships. Same time I was going to college, same time I was working at Wendy's, um, same time I was trying to be a, a, a rapper. A lot of people see entrepreneurship and this entertainment business, and they kind of just see the end result. They kind of see when the product is packaged and out, and you know that the success that comes with it, as far as like um, you know the money, the the the, the girls, the, the jewelry, the planes, right? But 
please keep in mind, y'all, if this is the route y'all want to take, but this is not the easy way out. You know, I feel like a lot of people want to get into these space because they just see the things that you get, but they don't see the process of getting it. Um, so you have to be ready to really put your all in, you know, business, brands in general, those are your babies. Um, I say this all the time, you know, we get our social security numbers when we're born, our businesses get their EIN numbers, which is basically the social security number for that brand, right? And that's a whole nother life that you got to take care of. You got to feed it. Um, you got to be prepared to defend it when, you know, there's bullies bullying a kid um, and you have to raise that brand and uh, raise that team proper morals to keep it going because we're all really here for legacy, right? So you can you can work for a couple of dollars when you're here, but the whole thing is about leaving uh, my empire and the dynasty behind because that's the advantage that some of the um, people that try to put us down uh, have against us. They have dynasties, they have um, generational wealth where they've been passing down knowledge, resources, and sometimes in our community, um, it feels a little alone, depending on your dream. You know, everybody wants to be a rapper, but not everybody wants to help people become a rapper, right? So um, really just, again, knowing that, you know, you, you're going to go through teams, you're going to hire, you're going to fire, you're going to be interns, you're going to learn, um, you know, along the way. My biggest advice is really study what you're trying to get into. I haven't... I don't have anybody in my staff or my teams um, that's in a position that I haven't worked before in my life. Right? So I'm not going to just go out and say, I'm a boss and I know everything. It's like, you know, I know what it's like to go to drive seven hours to a venue, get all the equipment out this um, truck, build the stage, um, do all these things for these corporations and these managers and these supervisors on site that's kind of just looking at you like, oh, or they hired a black guy. You know, there's a lot of companies that was the only black guy. Um, like some of these lavish spaces and um, huge productions. And, um, you know, you feel the separation there. But when you're putting in good work, you know, there's nothing they can say. You know, they, while I was in production, I worked my way up from just being a technician to being becoming an A2 to having a partnership with that same production company, which is how we were able to produce these main stages. You know? So trust your process, but you know, you gotta be ready to to go to work for it. Gotcha. Good, good information, man. I was gonna say, man, don't kill me, but if they could like you know the back of the back a little loud when you, it's like it's like whenever you say something good, I hear a glass. Something something. So yeah, yeah. So yeah. they you know, just for audio, man, because I, I want this to sound good. Yeah, and I got you know you. what I'm saying. Yeah, I so um, but yeah, but I I, I want to rock with the um we just work in LLC. Let's let's go back to the let's go back to the beginning of that. Hold up, hold on. Yeah, yeah, you could do your thing. I'm sorry, what was that, brother? Yeah, so so my next question for you, I, I kind of want to stay on the uh, we just work in LLC because I mean, you you like like when I was researching you, you basically was building main stages for Staten Island Festival. So you know, going back to your point about everybody, because I feel like these days, especially in the black community, everybody want to just go straight to being a boss. I talked to teenagers you know i'm a mentor in my community and i hear a lot of kids they say man i don't want to be no work man i'm on instagram i'm verified i got xyz followers i'm making money there i'm i'm a boss now i don't need to be a worker so for the brothers out there that are listening that are saying listen man i just want to go straight to being a boss i'm not really trying to put the work in i'm putting work on social media what do you have to say to those brothers out there that's that don't really understand the work that goes into it. Cause a lot of times they see in the, 
the the finished product. They seeing the videos. They seeing you on tour. They're like, oh, this brother in Thailand. I want to be like starter, man. But, you know, let's dive into the we just work in LLC because I feel like a lot of brothers out here wanting to be a boss to the point that they don't know how to be a worker. If you can elaborate on that. All right. So I'll say it like this. Even, yeah, you guys will see on the show, Rapper in Thailand, right? Because this whole thing is also based around um, a series of capturing this experience, right? But um, I'd say, like, you know, the work never stops. The work never stops. I, I was literally in the studio two days ago writing about the experience I'm having out here. And it's like, you know, you're still responsible for your team. You're still responsible for their health. You're still responsible for um, their, their livelihood. You're still responsible for their um, their dreams as well, right? They they joining your path because they feel like their dreams and the things that they can bring to the table is going to bring them value, right? So, you know, you, like, again, you got to be prepared. You got to be ready to, you, you know, you're going to walk in thinking you have tough skin, but it's, it's always going to get a little tougher. You know what I mean? And I'd say... Uh, you know, I can't, I can't stress it. The, the work doesn't stop. You know, you want to be a, a, a CEO, you want to be a boss, you're the only person that does not clock out. And you got to remember that you're not, you got to work towards the freedom. The, the title isn't guaranteed freedom. You actually have to really lock in and make sure you're being the best leader and um, being knowledgeable of your market. You know, the, the world is changing every day. So I'd say, you know, just be ready to adapt, keep going. Um, you know, you're going to be stressed out, but you have to celebrate and enjoy the process. Right now, I feel like I'm in a space where my career is excelling and I'm just about to hit that threshold of like, oh, wow, this is great, you know, bigger, bigger opportunities. I'm just going to fans out here, which is beautiful. Um, but you don't want to just wait for the end of that race to put your arms up and shape for yourself. You should do it, you know, every quarter of the lap because you don't know how it's really going to feel when you get there, right? I always wanted to be a rapper. Now I'm a rapper. Now I'm like, okay, I want to be an international rapper. All right, I want to be an international rapper. Now I want to be the most impactful rapper. All right, what happens when you're the most impactful rapper? All right, well, now I'm in the industry. People, Drake has 72 Grammys. I need 56 Grammys. I need 80 Grammys. Right? Like, who knows when you're really going to feel satisfied? And if you're a real entrepreneur and if you're a real creative, you're never going to be satisfied. You're always going to have something more to give to the world. You're always going to learn from something that's going to inspire you um, to to take the next step. I never thought I would have a, a social media app at one point in my life. I knew nothing about technology when that happened, but I was ready to challenge myself and um, and I was willing to do the work. You know, I knew I was going to lose some time. I knew I was going to lose some money just working, but that's not a loss. Because now we're in a space where, you know, I went from that to being in the space of mixed reality, right? So, just got to keep pushing. Um, do not think that being the boss is anything more than just like a title. You know, I'm not a boss. I'm a leader. I lead my team. I don't even like, you know, so. Oh, man, that's good information, man. And let's um let's talk about Banks and Roses Society. First off, I got to give it up to you, man. You got some names, bro. We just work in Banks and Roses Society scoop there it is i'm saying like yo this dude is super creative and speaking of creative you know because i feel like these days you know it's a lot of creatives a lot of curators out there you know i'm a curator myself man and as i was checking out your instagram i was like damn this brother they they doing big things with the marketing strategies web 3.0 artists just talk about for the brothers out there that are artists that they taking the conventional route you know, I'm I'm looking at you guys, like I said, the web 3.0, like y'all are really 
doing some creative stuff from you know from from a business standpoint not just musically but that's like some cool business stuff so talk about that a little bit and how did those ventures come about and how did that even come to fruition man because i think that's awesome oh thank you first and foremost i really appreciate that i mean listen it just really came from taking a little bit of everything i liked as a kid and just really trying to hold on to it you know business alone um you go through a lot of stuff where it kind of takes away some of that like childish playful energy because you know Bills are bills and taxes is taxes. There ain't nothing funny about that. And you can have your team with you all day, but when you're alone in the office, alone at night in front of your computer crunching these numbers, like you're taking on that stress. So that doesn't go down the, the pipeline. Um, so I just wanted to keep my process fun, man. I wanted to stand out. Um, I'm already from Staten Island, the Forgotten Borough. I'm already from Toad Hill, the Forgotten Hood and the Forgotten Borough. Um, and the last thing I was going to be was Forgotten. So I was like, you know, I just got to hit the ground running. I'm, I'm here to do everything that they told me I wasn't going to be able to do. You know, I knew I couldn't draw, but I remember having um, a group of friends in middle school um, that loved to draw. I used to love to draw in elementary school. I was really good at it. And I stopped drawing to um, kind of just like hone in on my craft with the music. But, um, you know, uh, now, now we got this comic book and I'm able to lead uh, a team of illustrators just offer things um, that I picked up on, things that I liked. Um, you know, I might not have the terminology for everything, but, you know, I have the eye um, and, they, and they respect and, and they trust, you know, my uh, my opinions uh, or, the, or the changes that sometimes take four days and push the fact deadlines, but feeling trusted, uh, that allows me to kind of push it to the limit. So that's exactly what we did. You know, even with this um, Rapper in Thailand series, it was kind of like, just crazy enough to work kind of thing. So I'm like, yo, let's get crazy. I've been out here just trying to get as crazy. as like, you want to change the world. How are you going to, how can you do something that's never been done before copying what's been done before? You know, you can learn from it, but the evolution is in the creator's hand at this point, right? So, um, yeah, man, I just go big and dream big. Like I said, I'm not afraid to learn. I'm not afraid to Google. I'm not afraid to throw myself in the fire and just adapt to it um there's been plenty of times where i was just trying to prove my work you know there's been a lot of free work that was done and when we just worked and it was years and we just doing a lot of free work trying to show people that i can um push through the threshold and um turn our forgotten areas into something special where at least the people that are there to experience it can remember it forever and then as they go travel the world and as their kids go travel the world they still have stories it's their heart culture they had input and was a part of that culture um, and now all of that motivates me. So I'm the type to, you know, if I like it, let's get it. I've only been out here for two weeks. Yesterday, I went to the tattoo shop and I got three tattoos. No, like, it's just 10 minutes. We were just like, yo, let's go. Because there was just lessons that I learned out here that I wanted to take with me forever. That's the only time I ever ink my skin. You know, I feel like at the end of the day, Starter's brand represents innovation whether that's innovating in an industry, whether that's innovation within itself, whether that's um, innovation in the community, innovation in technology. I'm just trying to show people that you already have the tools. You're born with the tools. Um, your, your path that you're on has already gave you everything you needed for at least the next step. Now, just get crazy with the map. Like if you already, I'm the kind of guy, like when we play video games, I'll get, I'll get all the power-ups, I'll get all the, the weapons, but I'm not, going straight into the war. Like, I'm, I'm going around the map. I want to see what else is going, you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of how um, I treat life. You know, I go out, I get the resources, 
and then I just kind of turn this world into um, my big old playground. And then hopefully somebody sees it and they're crazy enough to think like me and it ripple effects until creation, staying in the creators um, and in society. International performance tour. You in Thailand right now, man. You know, first off, man, I didn't realize it was black people out there, man. Yeah, I mean, listen, there's a, there's a, that's why we came. Honestly, we, we found out that there was a huge boom of um, African American content creators out here, and we wanted to be a part of that movement. We, you know, it was beautiful out here. We was watching it, um, like on the YouTube videos. Um, we were, you know, the director that had pitched us this concept, Lost American B Boy. He's been studying Thailand for like two, three years. And then it just all started to happen. So we found out Rolling Loud was going to be out there. And we are like, oh, now the culture is going to be out there. Like, this is a moment I feel like we, we should be a part of. Um, so we, you know, it, it, we booked these flights maybe a month ago. I had no idea in February I'd be um, an international, international artist in April. So that's another thing. I was stressing in January. What can we do? Um, to, you know, to go back to your last question, how I keep progressing is, I tell I made it um, a goal of mine to always do bigger than last year. So once we started performing, you know, I finally got the chance to perform in these bigger venues in Staten Island. It was like, all right, how do you beat that? Um, you take over the venue in Staten Island. How do you how do you beat that? You don't you're not just the token black hip hop artist. You take your friends and you make a community and you build a network and show these um, establishments that this is something I should have been. I, I missed out on generations of young creators that could have been shaping this um, community. So I'm blessed to be a pioneer of it, but it's also it's also frustrating that I, um, I had to wait so long to be a catalyst to, to get into these buildings. It's frustrating sometimes that people would call me and be like, oh, I can't get into certain venues. I call them if you get them right in. And it's, that's, a boss would say, hi, that feels great. But the leader is like, nah, how do I get them to call them too? How do I get them to accept all of us, not just um, one person? That if, if I, what if I was to not do that and I decided to stay in Thailand, then I feel like I'd be leaving my community dry. I felt like there was a lot of my motivation of being a um, philanthropist was, I know I'm going to make it one day, but I can't rock with this whole forgotten borough narrative. I can't rock with the we don't do hip hop here. I can't. I can't leave and do anything, knowing that um that's what's happening in my home because I'm here to be from Staten Island and, and uh, inspire people there. You okay, man? You know, hey, I know the stage is open. I know you got some questions. You a rapper too, masters public policy. I mean, album is man. This album, this new album was so ill. I made a shirt and I was like, yo, I gotta rock this. So, hey, I know you got some questions. Paul. Go ahead, go ahead, K man. <laughs> this is Kalali out of. Uh... Prince Frederick, Maryland, but I'm 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 repping also Virginia. So what's up, man? I got a lot of family in Virginia. Shout out to Virginia. So what do you think is like the entrepreneurial mindset? Like what sets people apart to be an entrepreneur? And you know, for for those of us as we talking about like building generational wealth, like like is, do you feel like the entrepreneurial mindset is something that you're born with, you know, or is that something that can be taught? And how can we teach that? Um, I definitely think it's a mixture of both, right? Because even even it being passed down through my genetics, somebody taught the first person, right? So, um, you know, I definitely have my hustle spirit from my mom. My mom also has a bunch of brands. Um, she's also put me into like a lot of different um, uh, positions to just experience different disciplines of art, different communities, 
you know, she she never never called me the N-word growing up, never like she made sure like she just made sure that I was ready to accept the world, knowing I wasn't gonna be accepted by the world, right? Um, and then on my father's side, he's just like a charismatic dude, everybody likes him. So I got the best of both worlds. I got like the special combo, right? But the entrepreneurial mindset, I think that comes into play is just like refusing to fail, you know, like Everybody knows getting into business that you're taking risks. And I feel like if you're really, really into taking risks, but calculated risks, risks that can um, change your life, not damage it. Uh, and not being scared to jump into the fire, getting burned, getting out, putting on a coat, not even putting on something cold because you're asking for more heat, right? So, and then jumping back into the fire again, like you got to be hungry. It got to be, that's why I say baby, right? When I talk about business, like that is, your baby, like how how you how a mother would jump in front of a, a train for their child's rolling stroller. I'll jump in front of a rocket ship for my company. And like I a lot of people know me to be as calm and cool and charismatic as my parents. Um, but when it comes to business, I'm just as aggressive, yet caring, yet aggressive as my parents. It's like, yo, you're doing bad in school, all that key, key, key. I love you, son. Like you, you, you're a bad representation of our bloodline. We don't do that here. Um, people, you know, you're, if you become, if I become the thug, my brother may not become the thug, but their neighborhood's going to know that's the thug brother, right? So it's like, he's still going to be pulled into the, whatever lifestyle I choose. Um, and that's the same with being an entrepreneur. You have a team, you have the people with you, even if it's just one. You make a decision. You're pulling them into whatever you choose. And I have my whole team. They, they, I have half my team right now. They flew across the side of the world with me. You know what I mean? That's like a level of trust um, that you got to have going into any project. But that's built from, they know I'm willing to die for this. Like, they know if starters there, something's going to get done. I, as a CEO, my job is to troubleshoot. So I'm a troubleshoot. My, my superpower is troubleshooting, right? That's what comes with um, being able to take those risks because now you're able to take risk in a split of a second and you know the good and bad, but you accept that the bad might happen and you troubleshoot to push the scale towards the good. So that's only going to come if you're really about this. Like, I don't know if y'all heard my, um, the tone of my voice change, but I don't play. <laughs> I, hear I, do not play. <laughs> I hear that. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that coming out of your passion right now, man. Like, uh, okay, this, guy, this cat's not a joke. <laughs> he's, out here, he's out here getting it in for real. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, so I mean, just just uh, just along those same lines, man. Like, uh, you know, you talk a lot about about you know, uh, uh being you know, you know, not having like necessarily a boss mentality, but having you know, or or for that matter, a CEO mentality per se, but but like a leadership mentality. So I just wanted to ask you, like, what's what have you studied leadership styles? What's your leadership style? Do you think? Um, I think my study, I think my leadership style is just studying leadership style because I've gotten so many internships. I was blessed to be able to get my internships directly with the CEOs every time, and because of the. Um, personality passed down from my family. They liked me enough to kind of let me be on the inside, be vulnerable with me, show me when they're hurt, show me when they're stressed. It's not just all fun and games. Um, showing me the importance of the small tasks that they have me doing and how that builds out, trickles down the pipeline. So I feel like, you know, just being aware of not what companies are producing the best products, but the morale 
right? Like I did, there's been publishing companies. They both do the same thing. I love them both. They're going to send the check. That's fine. But I like the ecosystem that one has over the other one. So I'm going to go through the two month of paperwork to switch it over just because the, the vibe is there. It keeps me creative. It doesn't keep feeling like work. When it comes to creating your process, you just you just, just got to want to be a good leader, right? I mean, I feel like I wanted to be a rapper since I was a kid. First thing they you see about a rapper is his presentation. Is he cool? How's he dressed? All these things. I cared more about being a good person growing up. Like, I didn't want to be the one that got famous and the people didn't like me. Just because you could be, you could be famous because you could rap good. I want to live good. I want to be an icon. I want to be a legend. I want to be a representation of humanity, right? So that was always my thing. Um, I'm big on reflections. I can be in the best spot in my life, which is probably right now, right? But I'll still spend some of these days with some of these car rides back and forth. Like, um, am I doing enough? I got to do more. We were doing great. There was a whole car ride. I was just like going off on the staff. Like, I can, I can do more, like, Show me where we gotta go. Let's Google some stuff. Let's da 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 da, and um, and then we went out and did it. You know, so you have to want to be a good leader. You you don't want, you can't just want a team that's gonna make you money. You gotta want to be a good leader. Like legacy is not a game to me. Like you know, I I got hurt in 2019 and I upped and I was like, how do I immortalize myself? I got an app. COVID hit. We shut down the app. I was like, all right, I can't do that. How do I immortalize? My story, once Banks and Roses kind of started to fall into place and we have like this huge narrative behind the label, how it all even came together, I was like, all right, I'm going to make my friends a comic book. You know what I'm saying? If that comic book deal goes well, I'm going to make us an animation. If that animation goes well and the technology lets us do so, I'm going to make us holograms. Like, I'm just not trying to go anywhere. You know what I mean? I don't have to see it, but if the impact is there, um, then my job is done and that's the type of leader I want to be. So that's what motivates me to hopefully not scare people away from wanting to be a leader. Because you can, I've seen so many people get into an industry um, and then see somebody have like just a slimy way of doing things and then it scares them away. They're like, oh, everybody does. I've been through that, but I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it differently. I'm going to be the somebody out of the nobody and everybody that does this. There's going to be at least one guy. Or there's going to be at least two guys that um, are trying to protect people from that. So if you're not a leader that's looking to protect and you're just trying to lead them to getting the task done, then um, you'll probably be the first person to hurt. You know what I'm saying? You talked about, uh, you know, free work. And that's something that I always talk about. Like, like when people ask me about like, well, how do you, you know, how did you get, you know, for me, like, how did I get where I'm at? You know what I'm saying? And I was like, look, you know, I know we live in a profit-driven society and stuff like that, but every now and then you're gonna have to do some work for free. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just because there's there's benefits, you know what I'm saying? There's other benefits that aren't necessarily financial at that time that could be capitalized on later, working at different things like that. So I just wanted to uh, kind of touch on that and ask you, to, you know, to, to elaborate a little bit more on like like the concept of free work and how that fits into to to success. Um, I'll say, as you were speaking, this came to me. So there's a difference between paying dues and then there's pay to play. Pay pay your dues if you want to pay your bills. Pay to play if you want to pay somebody else's bills. Um, you got to pay your dues. I knew I wanted to be here for the rest of my life. And there's going to be a piece of my life where I got to pay something too, right? So it's like, do I want to be in the streets doing something dumb to get a little money to go pay for studio time? 
or do I want to go to this museum, put in some free hours of work, get my face seen by the artists and the people that are coming through the space, get respected by security. If I want to come in here on my off day, if something really popping out, I can't afford to pay, you know, like make yourself the money. I feel like I made myself worth more than anybody could pay me. You know what I mean? Um, now, I won't do free work unless it's a passion project. It's not me trying to prove myself anymore. It's like, I want this to happen. I want this to be in the world. I want this for you. I want you to be inspired to keep going. But, you know, if you if you complaining about anybody, if they're complaining about having to pay dues and they don't want it, they're one of the people that I was like, they just thought it was the easy way out. I'm going to be a rapper. I'm going to do da 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 And then it's like, all right, but did you take time to learn the position of your team? Because once that label gives you a team and you don't know how to manage it, your whole career gets down the toilet because they gave you the manager that thought you were going to save his career but the problem was he doesn't know how to manage the artist right are you going to have any feedback are you going to be able to say no i don't i actually think oh the last time well i didn't i i read up on that that didn't work for someone so i agree on the points of why it should be done but i've been thinking not on the spot making something up i've been thinking right so it's like i i wanted to be a billionaire when i was six years old opportunity wasn't even a thing in society like that until X amount of years ago, right? So I'm also very aware that I'm alive in the only space of time that this would have been able to happen for anybody in my bloodline. So I got to just, I got to own and wear that. So it's like, they already paid more than, even if I was a billionaire, I'll ever get, you know? Um, so I'm not going to act spoiled off the back of the sacrifices that other people had to take for me to be alive in this window, for me to be able to be born in New York. My family's from Virginia. Now I'm a New York rapper. That's a line in the stores. My my grandmother paid her ticket to get to New York. I'm just adding on to those dues, expecting some, not expecting, but hoping that there's some kind of payback so the next generation can see paybacks to exist. And then they're going to be ready to pay their dues. I'm sure there's a lot of, like my aunts and them, like my uncles, they always supported me. But the times that I was doing that free work, they're like, bro, what are you doing? You know, like you need a job, <laughs> you know? And I'm getting all my personal money, you know? Then I go get the job, but then the job goes back to my companies. It's feeding my baby, it's feeding me just working, you know? So um, that, that was me paying my dues. Even when I had good jobs, I was still broke because it wasn't my money, it was my company's money. So like... And that came from, they're not, nobody else is paying me, <laughs> right? So it's like, you're trying to build and you're in a startup, but then mind you, I'm a rapper, so they want me to dress a certain way. They want, I'm like, I'm not doing none of that. I'll do that when I get a record deal. Y'all gonna get me as I am. Y'all gonna get all the phases of the startup. I feel like that's what helped the community grow with me. But yeah, man, listen, if y'all don't want to pay the dues, don't worry. It's cool. I'm gonna go to the opportunity bank and I'm gonna cash out since the line ain't that long. You feel me? <laughs> yeah, That's man. real. That's real, man. Hey, listen, man. Definitely appreciate you, man. From one hip hopper to another, man. Definitely appreciate everything you want to extend the culture out there to Thailand and everywhere else that you're gonna go. I'm gonna definitely be, you know, following your journey from here on out, man. So definitely appreciate you taking some time with us, man. Thank you, man. Yeah. Yeah, starter. And just so you know, man, you know, it's Black Men Sundays, but a lot of sisters listen to Black Men Sundays. I'm sitting here like, you know, I'm looking at my analytics and I'm like, dang, we 60% Black women, 35 to 44. I hit my man Kalali up. I was like, can you believe this? He was like, yeah. He was like, women always been a step ahead of us. I was like, wow. You know, I feel like when I talk to, to brothers a lot of time, I hear a lot of excuses or 
you know, I couldn't get a ride. Like I'll hook cats up with interviews. Like you, all you gotta do is show up. You guaranteed. Oh, I, right. I didn't have a ride to get there. You could have got on the bus. I mean, you know, I don't take the bus, but getting back to it, right. 60% of our audience is women. So as I'm checking that swag dirty and she love it, EPL, I said, man, this world is going that yeah. way. So just tell me what was the mindset when you were creating that from a creative perspective? From a creative perspective, uh, when we were making the Spy Grady and She Love It EP, uh, which is a women empowerment EP, um, I wrote it in two weeks, honestly. It was kind of just something that I felt like I needed to to get off my chest. I was, I had just dropped my first EP, Started Kid Volume 1. Fashion Week had hit at the same time. So I model as well. So I got called to um, walk on a couple of runways. And then I was backstage. Um, with Girl on the Rocks. And, um, you know, I was just meeting, like, just dope individuals, you know? Some were standoffish. Some was just letting their personality fly. Um, and then when we were shooting the Natural Mystics uh, movie, uh, right after that, I was kind of in the space of, like, yo, I'm having, you know, I'm talking to producers, I'm talking to actresses, and they're voicing a lot of the same concerns. And it's a lot of the conversations I'll be having with some of my best friends. A lot of my best friends are females. I was raised by women. I just connect with women um, because as a creative, I'm tapping, I'm constantly tapping into my emotions. So I have like this tough exterior as a black man because, you know, that's our Iron Man suit in this society. You know, I just kind of wanted to get out the suit, let the little thing in my chest glow a little bit, give Pepper Potts her suit, you know, just in case. You know, because we're not, we're not, and it makes sense that so many women are, are tuned into your show because you're giving us an amazing platform to be vulnerable and honest. And a lot of women wonder what is on our minds when they, you know, how do we feel about the society? How do you feel about, you know, scanning people for Gucci clothes? Like, how do you really feel? You know, we never really have the, we never allow ourselves to just express what's really going on in our minds because we're always trying to keep that exterior up. Um, and it's the same for them, right? Especially in this industry, especially being, you know, um, entrepreneurs and having real babies and then producing company babies, it's, it's hard. So I just wanted to be able to give advice to my sister, my mom, my friends, uh, my business partners, and just kind of like, yo, I see you. I'm in your corner. They they was fronting on me too, just for being black. You know what I'm saying? They front on you just for being female. You know what I mean? And it's like, and y'all got it worse than me, you know what I'm saying? Because there's black females. I was just only one of the things that they're trying to push out were just black, right? So um, I just felt like it was necessary. It was necessary. Uh, I make my party songs, you know, I make my, I like to think of myself as a little, little bit of a ladies' man as well. You know, there's certain um, content that when you're in the industry, people are expecting. It's a part of the formula. It's part of the science of the hit record. Um, you know, and I was just a guy. I'm a guy. I grew up. I went to college. I was, you know, I look like this. You know, they was on me. But um, I, you know, I learned, right? And I learned not to play with nobody's time and don't let you your time to be played with. So just like the advice that I'm giving in this interview to the dreamers, that project was specifically for the females. Starter kit was an introduction to me and my dreamer mentality, right? And an alternative hip hop where I'm pulling in different sounds from genres to represent that I represent different walks of life. But one of those main walks of life are the creators of life, which is the women. And I feel like if we were more, if there was more women comfortable in their skin, uh, we wouldn't be chasing 
the women that are trying to change their skin to match what they see on TV. You know what I mean? And that's and that's like society built it up where that's what we think we want, you know, and that's what they think they need to be. You know, just like we were taught that we need to be thugs and we need to be drug dealers. So if you're a rapper, you can't have a community based not for profit because you're rapping about the streets. Now I'm from the streets. I'm telling my story. These women need their story told. Um, you know, I'm sure they they also, you know, I'm not mad at them. Some of, some of them like to get ratchet and go crazy in this projects for them too. It's for the doctors, it's for the moms, and it's also for um the painters, the strippers, like anybody that got a dream, anybody that's in there with her craft, you know, because stripping is a craft that dance. I want to see somebody get up there and have the um upper body strength to do what they're doing. You know, like you can't put people in a box because of their profession. And I feel like I've been put in a box because of my profession. Every time I say I'm a rapper, they're like, oh, they think drill, they think crime, they think all of this. And then they hear something like this Bag Dirty Project, um, and they're like, oh, you're actually like a poet. You're actually like a lyricist. You're actually like somebody that's thinking about what they're saying and how it affects people. So I just wanted to make a couple of anthems, you know, look at you. Um, record is definitely my my form of trying to make like a anthem for um, women in business, um, celebrating those co those cold winters and trying to just get the money up and keep everything afloat. Celebrating when it works and they're about to go get their sundress and go out with their girls to the lounge. Um, you know, I wanted a song that can let them know that it's okay to be vulnerable, looking for love. It's okay to be vulnerable, looking for support. It's okay to be vulnerable, just looking to yourself and trying to figure out where you're at. And um, it's important to celebrate that entire process, and especially when you're doing something right, especially when you're doing something good, um, especially when people are starting to tell you that you're not, because that means you are, and they want you to slow down. As I look at, you know, your bio, you know, from coming up, you know, from high school to, you know, um, how much of that impacted the moves that you make it now because as i'm as i'm checking you out man you best actor and best message award this brother got emerging young artist award from staten island arts new york's come on man this brother premier grand excellence in the arts awards i mean you decorated man you was decorated before you was really like out of school man so how much of that has helped not just you but helped your brand helped your business and help realize your dreams. Definitely should have showed me that. I used to always say growing up, oh, I'm just a rapper, I'm just a rapper, I'm just a rapper. And I think that kind of showed me that I'm not just anything, you know? Like, I, I'm just whatever I tell people, I just am. Um, so that first acting award, that was a school project that I didn't take seriously, <laughs> obviously. Um, and, <laughs> and, but like I said, I wanted to be an entertainer since I was walking. So I was, I'm not like, shy of oh this is my chance right in any capacity like i was a kid i was rapping in the school lunches i was rapping for the teachers i was getting kicked out of class for rapping they were like what happened i started rapping but why i got you know what i'm saying like i was passing classes through rap there was this time um i had a math teacher in wagner high school i still talk to her to this day um she allowed me to do a project on um like algebra everybody had to do these crazy graphs i'm like i'm also like the controller of my vibe right so i'm not doing that i don't i haven't you're right after lunch i'm late every day i have no idea what i'm gonna do i was like if i just show you that i understand the work um 
does that mean like I passed? Is that all you want out of this project to show you understand? She was like, yeah. I'm like, all right, what if I just made a song? Like if she was young, she was like, oh, that'd be cool. I go back to the table of the group that we with. They were tight. They was like, oh, we got Will, right? <laughs> so they were tight. But, but they was, I was like, yo, I got y'all. Y'all don't got to do nothing. They was like, what? I was like, y'all don't, I had smart, smart kids. I was like, y'all don't have to do nothing. She said I could make a song, pick a beat. They was like, um, um, I was like, pick a beat. They said, lip gloss, little mama. I was like, you violated me, but I got you, right? Because the lip gloss just came out that year, right? So I do the song. Not only did I pass the entire class, not just the test, but I passed the entire class. She let us shoot a music video in that class. The footage is like evaporated into the world. I think somebody's waiting for me to blow up to leak that. And then um, and my entire group passed. I became friends with everybody that didn't want me in their group. And then the song leaked out because this is when I was printing CD. I used to break my mother's computers, burning CDs one by one. Like I'm talking about getting whooped. Cause I broke the computer, <laughs> you know? Oh, and I just passed them out, had my fake starter signature, um, passed them out. And then somehow it got to some school in Manhattan and then the school started getting it and then it was in their MP3s. And so I think all that to say, um, that experience kind of showed me that, you know, you're not just anything. I thought that song was just going to be a music project. And then next thing I know, it made me popular in high school. You know what I mean? made me popular in other places. I had to stop rapping for four months because they thought that I was going to be like Little Mama, Soldier Boy type of music. I'm like, nah, it was just a, it was just a class project, you know? Um, and then as things kind of started rolling from there, like getting that award, like having opportunities, those all came from teachers that believed in me and that was kind of like just trying to stop me from, um, you know, I wasn't a bad kid. I was just, you know, I was trying to be a rapper. You know? But um, yeah, so I really think like those experiences kind of just showed me that everything was possible. And again, I had already set that I got to do bigger than next uh, than last year. That was already my mentality, like in everything, right? So, um, you know, if I broke up with a girl, I got to get a hotter girl because this one, <laughs> you know. But, uh, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I think just me staying true to that, you know, it, it literally just kept happening. We just kept getting bigger, 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 bigger. We went from nonprofits to the city council, and then, um, you know, shout outs to former. Um, Council member Debbie Rose, shout out to the current council member Camilla Hanks. You know, luckily, I again I, I got in the position of being around amazing, strong women in business that kept me inspired, that put me under the wing, and you know, it just kept me. And then again, seeing their struggles, but seeing them progress, I'm like, yo, maybe I could, maybe I could. And then when it was like, oh, this is scary, it's like. Well, that means nobody else would do it, so I'm gonna do it. At least I'd be first, you know. Like, what's the like in tech? It's either you're you're first or you did it better, right? So I'm like, I'm gonna do it first and I'm gonna do it better. Then what you're gonna do? You have to watch me, you know. Whether you like me or not, you have to watch me, <laughs> you know. Um, so I I just think being in awe that my six year old dreams are starting to come true now comes from. I had dreams that I didn't even know that I had, that I was actively pursuing. And I had no idea it was going well until somebody handed me an award. Definitely great information, man. And I was, and my last question for you, man, did you enjoy yourself on Black Men's Sundays, brother? Yo, I definitely enjoyed myself. It was an amazing time with y'all. I would love to stay connected with y'all. Of course, I'm going to continue to watch the show and keep getting the gems that y'all are passing along. I feel like this is a very... Um, necessary platform. So I thank you guys 
not just for myself, but for everybody that you've had on giving the space to really just like um, be transparent and um, just kind of let the let, let us, you know, like again, hop out of our Iron Man shoots and just be human with each other. Um, you know, I've seen some of that out here in this community. You know, people, the first thing they said to me was, oh, you know, nobody looks at you like you're not supposed to be there. Nobody's grabbing a bag. We're just like there. Um, so any platform that could promote that and spread that kind of unity, then not just our community, but kind of just like transcend through other communities. Because now people that don't understand us can really get a, a look into our minds. Um, so I don't know. Very, very, very honored to uh, be saying with you guys. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah i got you man i got you got the shirts man we out here man you know because a lot of yeah, it's funny yeah. it's funny though like i'll be at carnivals and stuff and people like it'd be non-black people they'd be like hey what's black Men sundays then when i sell them they'd be like really i'm like well what did you think it was and i'm like oh i, I i'm right. looking in the eyes like i already know what you're thinking but i, well, I know you like, you hey, yeah, you're not on yeah yeah we on this nasty. for real yeah, so that's so that's what separates this podcast too, because it's not just you know me talking to you. I got my brothers on here to educate it. So you getting you getting different flavors right. of black men on here. So if you're not a black person, yeah. you can I say, "Oh, wow, this is really how y'all think." Yeah, this is how we think for real. That's yeah. why it's called Black Men Sundays, like straight up and down. Like, but yeah, man. So hey, I want to salute you, brother. Enjoy your time, even though today's your last day over there. I'm gonna definitely be following you on on your Instagram. One starter. I'm already following you on there. Follow me on Black Men Sundays. You already follow me on my DJ Karim page. Definitely do that. And uh, we appreciate your time. We appreciate you. I mean, like we always tell people, you could have been anywhere in the world. And this brother's on the other side of the world and spent some time with Black Men Sundays, <laughs> brother. So I appreciate you. I salute you 100. Um, much success to your businesses, to your career. And uh, peace out, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you guys for having me. Hopefully, um, we can get you guys at one of these starter shows once it all um, goes up, you know? It's a black man Sunday. Time to put all childish things away.